Hi, this is your host, Gracie, and you're listening to Freedom From Shame. Alexa, define shame. As a noun, shame is usually defined as the painful feeling arising from the consciousness of something dishonorable, improper, ridiculous, etc., done by oneself or another. Shame. We've all experienced it at some point or another in our lives. Our first run-in with shame was probably at a very young age. The first time your parents scolded you when they caught you sneaking a cookie out of the cookie jar, or when you were sent to your room for coloring on the walls with purple crayon, you were introduced to shame. Now, shame is different than guilt. They both can carry a sense of regret and remorse, but the difference is that while guilt refers to believing that you have done something bad, shame refers to believing that you are bad. One has to do with condemning a particular behavior, the other has to do with condemning your very identity. Unfortunately, shame, unlike training wheels on a bike, isn't something we naturally grow out of as we get older. It just has more complicated disguises and camouflages itself with more sophisticated coping mechanisms. It may look like always putting on a smiling face and saying you're fine, even when you're not, because you're afraid to be a burden by sharing your negative emotions. It may look like never speaking up, never volunteering, always taking the back seat because you're afraid you don't have what it takes. Or it may look like always being the first to clock in and the last to clock out, the one that always goes the extra mile at work, the one to give 110% on every project because you're dying to get some sort of affirmation and approval from your boss so you can finally prove to yourself that you really are good enough. For me, it looks like never going out with guys that I actually respected and admired. I was too ashamed that if they went out with me and got to know me, they would find out just how broken I truly was and they would reject me. Instead, I went out with guys that were just as broken as me because we are only really able to accept the love we think we deserve. Of course, these relationships never ended well. Hurt people hurt people. And when these broken and hurting men treated me like I wasn't good enough, it only reaffirmed what I already believed about myself, that I wasn't worthy of a good man's love. And so the shame cycle repeated. It seems that shame is all too common an experience that we've grown, grown to regard it as a normal part of what it means to be human. But is it? Were we designed to go around carrying a giant burden of shame with us throughout all our lives? Somewhere deep inside the core of who you are, don't you sense that we were made for so much more? What if it's possible to go through life not experiencing shame every time we failed, messed up, or were treated poorly? Let's go back to childhood for a moment. When your parents punished you for doing something wrong, what was the message that was given across? Did they reassure you that even though you did something wrong, that they still love you and nothing will ever change that? Or did their anger linger and affect the way they looked at you or treated you afterwards? Now, no parents are perfect and all have made mistakes, but if you had the misfortune of being raised in a home where love was conditional, where you weren't sure your parents would always love you, or where you were afraid to make your parents angry because of what they would do, let me be the first person to say that on behalf of your parents, I am sorry. I am sorry that you ever had to go through that. You were just a child. You needed the love of your parents and it wasn't your fault. What you experienced was wrong and it wasn't okay. Now, with that being said, understand that your parents are only human too. If they didn't know how to love you properly, it's likely that they never received healthy love from their parents and unconditional love wasn't modeled from them either. 
Rather than looking at your parents as the villain, try to look at them as someone who was the victim in their own story and try to forgive them. And this doesn't just go for the parents in our lives who failed us. This goes for anyone who has treated you in a way that caused you to feel shame. Whether it be the uncle who molested you as a kid, the boyfriend who cheated on you, the teacher who called you out and humiliated you in school, or the boss who falsely accused you and passed you over for a promotion. Holding anger and bitterness against someone is like drinking poison and hoping it kills the one you're angry at. Anger, resentment, and bitterness are close cousins with shame in that they will all steal your joy and freedom if you allow them to linger in your life. Letting go of any of these things can be scary and it isn't always easy. I'm not minimizing that. But if we want to live lives of freedom, free from the judgments of others and the judgment of ourselves, then letting go of shame isn't an option, it's a must. My journey of being set free from shame did not happen overnight, and you shouldn't expect it to happen that way for you either. Have patience and be gentle with yourself. You're learning something new, and with that comes a lot of practice. Learning to be set free from shame requires not only learning a whole new way of thinking, but of unlearning many of our old thought patterns. If you are ready to do the work that's required, if you're ready to consider new ways of thinking that you maybe haven't considered before, if you're willing to have your perspective stretched and your beliefs questioned, then I invite you to come on this journey with me to discover a life of freedom from shame. Thanks for listening to this episode of Freedom From Shame. If you liked anything you heard today, please consider following and sharing this link with a friend. I deeply appreciate all your support and hope to see you next time.